In this episode of Disruptors, we have a really special guest. Her name is Casey Wright. She's the founder of Ninja Zone. And I'm on a mission. Social media privacy bot. To find entrepreneurs that I've who are disrupting their industries. I'm looking for game changers. What does it really take to succeed? Welcome to Disruptors. Now, the Ninja Zone, can you explain to us a little bit about what it is in more detail? Sure. So you did a wonderful intro. It's, it's really a sports fusion program. It was originally designed to rebrand and remarket a gymnastics-like program for boys. But uh, since the, just the emergence of parkour, American Ninja Warrior that everybody knows about, and then traditional activities such as martial arts and gymnastics, it was just the perfect combo. So we started um, inside one of my gymnastics facilities and um, it really all started, I was sitting on the bleachers watching my daughter take class and I had my son who was in like a pumpkin seat talking to another mom and the mom was like, man, my son would love this and my husband would never go for it. <laughs> and so that was the idea, like how do we just rebrand and remarket something like this that appeals to kids and parents and everybody? And so it worked and it's, it's evolved a lot since that day, but uh, that was it, yeah. See, you have a really incredible idea. Like I love the concept, but I feel like what we were talking about earlier is that a lot of people have great ideas. Ideas are a dime a dozen. What we, what we really lack are people who can execute and actually turn those ideas into something tangible. How did you take this from an idea and create something and create like a real product out of it? It's funny you say that. I, I loved your introduction with Willy Wonka's yeah. glass elevator because that's exactly what it feels like to take that idea to the next level. You feel that there's things out there, you're like, well, anybody could do that or that anybody could have come up with that idea. It's being willing to fail and being willing to fail in front of people that you know. And um, it was tough. Like when I first decided like I'm going to leave um, a lot of what I'm doing and I'm going to take this chance and just almost be a different person in a way to launch this new business, it was tough. And, and I had people that um, didn't always support the idea, quite frankly. They all ended up coming around, but that's why people don't do it. It's just fear of failing and looking stupid. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's very common for entrepreneurs. Like, there's a lot of people who always say, you know, that's, that's, you can't do that. That's a bad idea. You're not going to be successful with that. You have a lot of naysayers. Mm -hmm. You know, what's, what is the best way to handle Like, how do you handle that? I think a lot of times it takes, um, a fire and it usually ends up being like an outside circumstance. A lot of times, you know, people would, whether they go through a, a family crisis or a health crisis or something, those are when they make the biggest changes in their lives. And I think a lot of times people start that way. And then once you realize that you don't need a crisis to go after what you want or to execute on an idea that you have, uh, it just starts to get easier. And then, and then people start believing it a little bit more. One of the things I always say, and I, I teach my son this, and I, 
I tell a lot of young people this, like the lion does not lose sleep over the opinion of the sheep. And I always like to say I'm a lion. I'm, I'm like the cowardly lion from, <laughs> what's the name of that show? The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, but, you know, really though, like, you, you're going to have people who are going to hate on your ideas. You're going to have people who, you know, disagree with you. But I feel like, you know, if, if you can kind of develop a thick skin, mm -hmm. like that stuff doesn't matter. You just push through and you, you just stay persistent. And I think that's really important to... To, to develop if you're going to be successful. Yeah, you're, um, we like to say that the creative process and the analytical process don't exist together. So they're, they're two completely different patterns of the brain. To be creative, there are no mistakes in a brainstorming session. It's just you go and go and go and go and go. But if you start to let in analytical before you're ready, then that's how people will keep you down because it's it's easy to find problems in everything. It's also easy to find possibilities in everything and you just have to pick a camp. Entrepreneurs are in the possibility camp, not the it won't work because camp. Mm -hmm. Because what does that get you? Yeah. yeah. Wayne Gretzky says you miss 100% of the shots you never take. That's exactly and it. So one of the ways I live my life is like, look, what's the worst thing that can ever happen to you? Mm -hmm. And you know, people disagree with me on this, but for me, it's, it's death, I'm gonna die. And here's the thing, I'm going to die regardless, right? So I've been poor. I've made a little bit of money. Like, I'm going to die one of these days. I have nothing really to lose. Like, so let me just pursue my dreams and my ambitions because, you know what, I may fall down, but that's okay. I'm going to continue to get back up and continue to press forward. So you've been able to grow Ninja Zone to 300, over 325 locations globally in less than four years. That's quite an accomplishment. Like, how's, how do you do that? I think at the very beginning, once I knew that there, there was an initial response from the idea, like I knew that I had something. I'd never uh, got that much um, just excitement around something that we tried at the gym. And so I saw the vision early that it could be um, big. And I really think... Um, that the foundation for the operation was meant to scale. I, I did it in, in thinking that it could be a lot bigger than it, than it was. But the funny thing was at that time, I, I owned businesses and I didn't know business. I, I thought, I, I mean, I, yeah, I thought I knew business. I did not know business and I didn't know um, management structure. I didn't realize that every time your business triples, it's a completely different business. Like what I did with my time in 2015 is so different from what I do with my time now. And I think that's, again, that's where a lot of people have trouble transferring. Um, it's almost like they, they feel lazy if they're giving up these things that they've always done when in actuality, like you should be constantly out of your comfort zone if you want to scale. Yes, I'm, I'm resonating with you so much right now because this is, this is what I preach every single day. I'm always mm -hmm. saying, you know, you always got to be stretching for growth and you always got to be out of your comfort zone because I feel like one of the biggest contributors to failing in anything that you do is just being, being comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, you always got to be stretching for growth. It's like you go to the gym to work out you know, but what are you doing to your, with your mind? Like, how are you working out your mind? If you don't exercise that and continue to learn and continue to grow and stretch for, you know, that growth, then you're going to become 
yeah. chubby. <laughs> one of my favorite, anal I mean, yeah, but yeah. one of my favorite analogies though is that gym analogy. Like if you go into a workout and say you pick up the five pound weights and you do your thing and you get sore and you go home and you, and you come back and you do it for a couple more weeks, all of a sudden you're no longer sore with the five pound weights. So then you pick up the seven and the 10 and the 12. And if you were to think about picking up the 20 pound weights on day one, you couldn't, do it. You, couldn't, you couldn't even fathom it. It's like a first grader worried about fifth grade math. And I think a lot of times in, our, in, in entrepreneurship, people see the success stories and they see everybody picking up 20 pound weights or 100 pound weights, whatever it is, and they're like, there's no way I'll ever be able to do that. Well, you're right, because you have to start at the five pound weight. But then once you get to the 10 pound weight, it feels like the five pound weight. It doesn't feel harder. Yes, it, exactly right. It's just you're at a, you have you have more muscle. Yeah. So it doesn't feel any different. And I think something you can add on to that too, it's like if, if you only continue to lift that five pounds after you got sore and you didn't, you didn't go to seven pounds, right. you didn't go to 10 pounds, you're not stretching for that growth, you're not gonna see any gains. You got it. You're gonna stay scrawny forever yeah. and you're not gonna see those gains. So that's right, you gotta consistently you know, stretch for that growth and things actually get a lot easier. You know, as you become more aware yeah. of how things work and how, you know, how, how you run a business and how you uh, set up your procedures and your processes and that sort of thing, that's really great. So, obviously, you know, personal development, would you say that's something that is very important to you? Very. Okay, what do you, what, what do you recommend? Like, if, 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 if someone's never, if they're new to personal development, mm -hmm. what are some of the first steps they can take to you know, better themselves? So, um, I, there's a thousand things that you can do. Uh, I've had a few game changers for me. Um, the first one was a gratitude journal, a five minute journal. Tim Ferriss talks about it. Super easy. Three minutes in the morning, two minutes at night. Just, you get in the practice of gratitude one, um, because gratitude keeps you in possibility mindset. So when you're thankful, things are possible. When you're not thankful, all the doors are closed. So you, it, it's not a, a woo-woo thing. It's, a, it's an actual, like, it puts you in the frame of mind where you can come up with ideas and execute on them. So gratitude, uh, five minutes a day, was, was huge. And then it also allows you to set an intention for your day and build, just build that discipline of telling yourself what to do and listening to yourself and following your own directions. Have you ever read the book, or it's also, it started off as a documentary, The Secret? Oh yeah. What do you think of that? I, do you believe in that? I do. The Law of Attraction? I absolutely do, 1,000%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now that movie, I think, played on um, a little bit of society's all be happy when syndrome. It gets in a lot of the money stuff, um, which is, which is fine, uh, it did its job, but the law of attraction, 1,000%, I believe, and I've known it to be true. What I've noticed in my life, too, it's, and it's funny that you talk about gratitude, because I try to show gratitude, like I'll go to my house and I'll just like, <laughs> I'm an odd person, you'll know this from meeting me, but I'll like hug my walls and I'll go, I'll go to like, my, I have this really incredible bed, it's like, like uh, how do you describe my bed? It's like. It's a canopy bed, and the trunks yeah. are like this big. I'm like, yeah. I love it, man. I feel like a king every single yeah. day. I'm like, man, this is just so beautiful. And I just, I show gratitude. And I, I really, for the things that I have, but the people who are also in my life, like I try to show a lot of gratitude for it. And people make fun of me for doing this stuff. But I'm like, look, like, 
I'm happy. Like I used to not have this stuff. Now I have it. I'm happy that I have it. I used to have no one in my life who really cared about me. Now I have people in my life who care about me, want to see me succeed. Like I'm just, it's, it's a good feeling to show that gratitude. And I feel like when you show gratitude to the universe, like you attract more favorable things into your life. Absolutely. And then the law of attraction too. It's like when you think negative thoughts, and I know people who it's like all the time, Something's bad. It's always happening to them all the time. Like, look, you're just in a negative frame of mind. You keep attracting the stuff to you. Like, you got to change the way you think because you attract what you think. Mm -hmm. You know that book, The Secret. They talk about if you think fat thoughts, you attract being fat. If you think, you know, man, I wish I had more money, or you know, you know, wish I, I wish I could lose weight, or you know, you, you attract that to you attract the weight to you. You, you attract, attract the pop. Yeah. The wanting rather than you, the having. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And, uh, but I've, I've, I've put up vision boards before in mm -hmm. my life and it's, it's really incredible how, how things have worked out for me. Um, you know, we recently moved here to Indianapolis and our house had been on the market for several months. No activity, absolutely no activity. I was like, you know what? I'm going to move here regardless. I put, I set my date. It's like July 1, I'm going to move here. And I actually came down here, signed a lease. The day I signed a lease, I put that intention into the universe. My realtor did a Facebook Live on my house. Mm -hmm. A couple from California saw that video and made an offer over the phone. And we accepted it and we closed within two weeks. So, no pre you know, I had to make that intention. I always talk about, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, and if you have enough faith, we talk about this in, in Christianity, you know, if you, you know, Jesus says this, if you have enough faith, you know, you can move mountains. Um, but see, it's acting on that faith. That's the intent, right? It's acting on the faith. Like, I don't know. I didn't know. Like, I thought, you know, I, did, I thought, man, I may have to pay two payments here. But I'm going to take that action. And I'm going to exercise that faith. And it's like the universe met me halfway. And it's always like every time I've made um, an action based on that, like, it's always worked out in a, in a favorable way. And you would say that's been something for you as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Leap and the net will appear. I like that. What does that mean? The net, your safety net. Oh, yes. Like, but you have okay. to leap before the safety net yeah. comes in. You ever seen that that show? Uh, it's a movie, Indiana Jones and in Temple of Doom. You've I never mean, seen Indiana I've been Jones. On the rides, whatever, <laughs> okay. park. Maybe that's Disney, or I just went on the Indiana Jones ride somewhere, but uh, no, I've never seen. But that. there's there's a scene in that movie where he has to, you know, there's he's got to cross. Well, they're in a cave or something. Not a cave. What's the, that really, yeah. it's in Jordan, the okay. Petra building. It's, right. okay. But they're in something. They're in this, in this, I think it's a Petra building. I want to say that, but it's not it. But he's got a cross, like there's a, a, a space in between, and there's like a thousand feet in between, and he, there's no way yeah. he's going to be able to cross it. And on the other side is the Holy Grail. And the whole point of this movie is trying to find the Holy Grail. And then I think, ah, man, I'm, I'm a terrible pop culture person, so don't judge me on this. But he had a, he had to make a, he had to cross yeah. this and it said, just take a leap of faith or something. And obviously it's a thousand feet, but he, when he took the step, you realize like it was an optical illusion. And when you made that faith, you know, that faith step, you're able to cross the bridge and go to the other side. And so I, I do like that analogy. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people just say, it's just BS, like it doesn't work. But I think if you really have these mindsets, and everyone I've always talked to who has been successful in their life, you know, they share a lot of the same ideas. They, they seem to understand, like, if you implement these, you know, positive things, the power of positive thinking and, you know, exercise, you know, intention, that you can do incredible things. So 
personal development is something that's really important to you. Do you follow anyone? Like, do you have any influencers or, or mentors that you follow? Uh, yes, absolutely. Lots of them. Um, and it's been really just a path. Uh, Seth Godin is a big one. Okay. I've done a lot of Tony Robbins. I absolutely fell in love with all things Ray Dalio. He uh, wrote a book called Principles that is just right on. And it's a true way, like when, you, when people get to the point where they're managing a lot of employees, oh, it's just, he's, he's the best. Just I, I read a book a week at least. Really? Or listen to a book a week, not I can't sit down and read. They say the average millionaire reads a book a week. I think that's so important too. Like you said, you gotta stretch for growth. You gotta be in that mental gym every single day if you wanna be successful. What would you say is the, the secret to success? Like the main thing that determines whether or not you will be successful? Um, well, I think that's two parts. First of all, what you determine success to be. Okay. So for me, it's my joy. I, um, I remember when TiVo came out, and the thumbs up and the thumbs down and then now it's on everything right with with pandora and then facebook and and i remember thinking what if i could like thumbs up thumbs down or thumbs sideways like every minute of my life like what would it look like and to me that is the definition of success is how you feel in each moment right so sometimes you know, creating wealth or um, accomplishing goals, it gives you that. Um, sometimes when you just get wasted with friends, it gives you that. Okay. But then there's like, you have to subtract points the next day, right? So it's that, I call them my net joy points. That's first and foremost how I determine success. And depending on the phase of my life, it's gonna, it's gonna be different. Sometimes I feel more joy as a mom than I can get, than I can get out of if you put billions of dollars in front of my face, or so that's that's the first um, first part of it is how you determine success. And then, secondly, um, I think the most we can be for the world is to be the most of ourselves, and to truly find out who we are and act holy with all of our integrity with, with doing everything that feels right right here, not because you heard somebody say that this was the way that you're supposed to do this or this was the strategy that they took because ultimately those results and the actions that we see by other successful people, it's like the top half of the iceberg, right? So we're seeing this, but we don't know what's underneath. We don't, we don't know what the ver we don't know the ingredients to that were put in there to get those results and those actions. They can try to tell us, but you're talking experience and personality and perception. And so it just makes no sense to me to try to follow somebody else's path. I've got to feel, and I did that for a while. I've got to feel like it really sits right with me. And it's, it's probably been just in the last couple of years that I really own that. Like, it could seem like the biggest opportunity in the world, but if it just doesn't sit right, I don't do it. Now, how did you, it seems like you, you know, you have a lot of awareness about yourself. Mm -hmm. How
how did you attain that level of awareness? Because I feel like a lot of people are really not self-aware. Meditation. Meditation. Clean answer, meditation. Absolutely. Describe your process for me. Like, uh, I, let's say I don't know what meditation is. Like, explain that to me. So I started with mindfulness, which a lot of times people think of meditation. And first of all, you know, a life of 12 companies, four kids, new marriage. I mean, just everything hit at once. So much change and all good change, but change. And I was stressed out. Um, I mean, even to the point my hair was thinning, my, my, it just, it was, it was not good. Um, so I started with just, I think like a headspace app or something. Cause I had heard, you know, I, I, through the personal development, like, it's like, you really need to sit and have space. So I started with that and I was kind of like, okay, whatever I'm sitting here. Um, okay. And it wasn't until, um, I actually met a lovely woman at a Whole Foods outside of a Tony Robbins conference and her bag said stress less accomplish more and I literally just tapped her on the shoulder I'm like tell me about this and it was her company it was a, a meditation online meditation company and that was probably three four years ago um, I'm not sure when but anyway she's gone pretty big with it it's called Ziva and it is um, niche con it, it's it's a form of transcendence, transcendental meditation. If people have heard of that, is not that's a brand, right? TM is a, is a brand. It's not a thing. Um, just like her her brand is Ziva, but it's a form of transcend transcendence where you sit, you close your eyes, you repeat a word. That's it. You just repeat a word. It could be one one in your head. But what I loved about her program was she explained like the brain science behind it and the logical reasons as to why you should go through this process. And I think had I not had it explained to my logical brain, I probably wouldn't have done it. Like I wouldn't have just done it because somebody said to do it or it's cool to meditate or whatever. I, I wouldn't have done it. But once I listened and she engaged the why, then I followed her program and I will never not. And it's twice a day, 20 minutes. It just, um, it puts me at center. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs or, or just any, anybody that's really passionate about what they do, they tend to be either, you know, forward or back. They tend to be either lunging and launching or on their heels afraid and your power comes from that center. And then you're not making decisions that are ping ponging you back and forth. Like, you're more strategic. You're more, you, you can, you can skip steps if that makes sense. Cause I used to get a lot done, but I was going like this and that's why I was just, just wiped out. But now I've, I just, it just feels more strategic, more centered, much kinder person too. Yeah. I think if you overwhelm, you know, how do I keep making the analogy about the gym? Like I never go to the gym. Why do I keep making these analogies? But like, I feel like if you go to the gym and you just, you work out too hard, too often, you know, your body needs the rest to see the gains. Yeah. I think what happens, like we just distract ourselves. Like there's so much sensory input, phones, computers, you know, conversations, your kids are coming home, they're screaming around. You gotta, you know, you gotta work with that. You know, your, your business, you know, they're calling, you know, your employees, they need this, they need that. And it's just, it's overwhelming all the time. And even when you're asleep, it's like, you're not really resting. You know? And then over time, it just depletes because yes. you're using that adaptation energy yeah. to take care of all of these little things and what society's bringing us. Yeah. 
So, and that's why they're twice a day. Is really and when you're important. able to meditate and just kind of like actually calm your brain, I think it actually, you know, does help. It really does help you to become more productive and more efficient. Well, Casey, I mean, you've shared a lot of really insightful things today. What's next for Ninja Zone? Like, what's next on the horizon, and why? Well, actually, um, I have a, a bigger company out other than Ninja Zone, and that also houses my gymnastics academies. So we are actually taking, um, we're going to look at building a new brand around a children's activity center where we're really focused on the whole child, not just the sport that they do. So um, as we've kind of already talked, I am a big, big, big believer in growth mindset and that the way that we speak to our kids and what we celebrate at the very, very young ages um, defines who they are and whether they grow, in a, grow up in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. So we wanted to create this brand. Um, can't really release what the, we're still finalizing names, but um, Ninja Zone uh, in the Indianapolis area will be part of a larger center where everything is about growth mindset and um, focused on praising children for effort, not result. So we're, we're really, really excited about that. Okay, that's amazing. So if I have a little rug rat and he wants yeah. to, you know, partake in, you know, all the incredible things that you're doing with Ninja Zone, how can I learn more about information? Sure. Um, theninjazone.com. All of our locations are on there. And by the way, the, uh, the whole curriculum of Ninja Zone is 50% athletic and 50% character development. And that's what we're taking into this larger space, which is actually going to be um, opening in Westfield in 2020. But the Ninja Zone itself everything came from that program and that curriculum. So they're all around the Indianapolis area and then of course all over all over the country and in six or seven other countries. So theninjazone.com. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Um, if you guys want to see the full episode, maybe you're watching just some sound bites on on, you know, social media, 